Hey everybody, I'm Eric, and today I watched The Walking Dead Season 7, Episode 10, New Best Friends. Spoilers ahoy if you haven't seen this episode yet and you don't want to find out what happens, then hit pause, hit stop, hit rewind, and go watch the episode first. It's a good one. I enjoyed it. Um, but before we talk about it, there is a very important thing that I forgot to mention last week and it was my favorite i forgot to mention it is my favorite moment of the entire episode uh so when the gang is uh at the highway the on-ramp there and uh, all the, the cars are blocking the way we're like all right we got to move these then we'll move them back and tara is behind the wheel of a uh, like a sedan and then somebody forget who it was but somebody is behind her in a truck at first, I thought, okay, the truck is pushing that car, which makes sense. But uh, that wasn't the case. Uh, they, they, there was no contact. And as soon as she turned uh, out of the way of that truck, she gives, gives him a look like I see and do myself in traffic. Like, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why are you falling so close behind me? And uh, kind of the, the the hands, raising the hands up a little bit. Like, come on. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed that moment. Uh, it's good to see that, uh, that annoyance in traffic sustained through the zombie apocalypse. Uh, there's another moment like this uh, in this episode. Uh, with Aaron and Gabriel. So uh, now we're into the, the action of this episode. Uh, there's a, a moment when Gabriel goes to help Aaron with a cut that he has on his face. And Aaron looks so annoyed when he touches him with who who knows where that piece of cloth has been. And um, yeah, kind, kind of similar to the, the car annoyance. And I enjoyed it. All right, so what happened in this episode? We open with uh, Morgan and some of the kingdom folks, Richard and Ezekiel and uh, that, that one guy, the dude, the little dude. It's not, he's not so little, but I, but I, I wrote his name as dude because he doesn't say his name. Um, Jerry's there as well. But uh, they're doing their drop-off to the saviors. The saviors that are charged with uh handling the kingdom are are not intimidating guys they're kind of doofuses and uh i guess because uh up to this point ezekiel has been kind of a pushover they're like ah we don't have to send simon out there they don't need we don't need someone who's going to be like a total jerk to them and all of that stuff it's not necessary because they're uh, compliant. So uh, that's not how things went in this instance, as we had a bit of a standoff, uh, mostly because of Richard, because he is there again. He was a problem last time. And uh, he stands off against Jared. Uh, they, they have their guns pointed right at each other's faces. And uh, Morgan defends uh, defends Richard, and then the dude attacks the guy when he goes to attack Morgan. 
But ultimately, ultimately, Morgan loses his stick. Back at the kingdom, Richard is practicing his bow and arrow skills, and Daryl comes over. He's like, hey, what you doing? Well, I know what you're doing, but uh, yeah, what you doing? And uh, he gives him, Richard gives Daryl a crossbow. So Daryl doesn't have his crossbow back, but he has a crossbow, and uh, he's well prepped to abandon the kingdom but not yet first he has to uh has to find carol well that's not his goal uh not yet anyway richard gets daryl to come with him uh to an ambush point he has all kinds of uh incendiary weapons uh jars of moonshine well well gasoline probably whatever it's they're molotov cocktails and uh, a couple of guns. They got the crossbow and all that. And the plan is, all right, we're going to attack them. We're going to kill this caravan. And then when the next group of saviors come and see that, they're going to see a trail I left to my weapon stash. And that is nearby to a cabin where a lady lives or where a person lives. It's like, wait, who? What? Oh, it's it's this 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 lady who has more balls than us. Who? What are you talking about? Oh, she's she'll be all right, or she won't be. She might die. She's gonna die either way. Who are you talking about? Say your name. Oh, she'll be fine. It's like, so drawn out this this interaction. And Daryl, I think, was getting frustrated that he just wouldn't say her name. Finally, he says her name is Carol, and Daryl's like, "Oh no, 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 we're not doing that." And uh, the saviors can hear them. They can hear them coming. And uh, Richard's like, the the time is now. We got to do this. And Daryl grabs them from behind. They have a brawl behind that billboard. I think it's the same billboards that uh, they hid the the DeLorean behind in Back to the Future. But, uh, yeah, they they brawl, brawl it out. And the saviors pass by. No incident occurs. And uh, Daryl tells him if if she even gets a cold, which is kind of harsh, how is she going to avoid getting a cold? Or he, how can he pre- prevent her from getting a cold? He he could be dead, and then she get a cold, and then Daryl would still be still be mad and go try to kill him. Uh, and in this world, he could still kill him after he was dead. But uh, anyway. He he threatens him. I'm going to kill you if anything happens to her. And uh, yeah, so they had they they don't do their plan or Richard's plan. And now Daryl knows where roughly where Carol is. Well, he he goes with the whole gang to go see her, basically. Or does he follow? I don't know. For whatever reason, like everybody goes to see Carol. She's annoyed, of course, but they bring her a cobbler, so that's nice. And uh, and then Daryl knocks on the door like two minutes later. She's like, "What is going? Why are people bothering me?" I specifically said, "Like, leave me alone." Um, but she's really happy. They're both really happy to see each other. Uh, Daryl speaking earlier to Morgan is convinced that hey. Carol would go along with this plan if she knew what happened. Uh, what the saviors are doing, that Glenn and Abraham are dead, 
and all of that. But uh, when he actually gets out there, they have a nice candlelit dinner together. Got got a bit of a stew going, and uh, he he says everybody's fine. Everybody got back fine. All of that. Um, he he lies to to keep her out of out of everything to keep her uh happy where she is and you know it's it kind of nice of him but she's when she's in the right mode in the right mindset she's one of the biggest assets they have when taking down an enemy force so there's going to be some point when somebody else finds out where she is and they tell her what's really going on. And then at that point, will she be mad at Daryl? Or will uh, will the saviors get to her first with Richard implementing his plan on his own? He's going to fail miserably when he tries to do his plan. But they'll still find that weapons cache if he left a, a, an obvious trail for them. And they'll still find her near there. Probably. If any of that comes to be. Which it could. Which it could. But let's go back to the other storyline. The Winslow and Jadis storyline. What is her name? I I meant to look up her name just now. And let's see. I don't know why I opened a a whole separate window. But uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, there's a couple of super tall. Okay, so uh, the, there's this junkyard gang, and they're friggin' weirdos, man. Their leader, Jadis, however you spell it, um, why is she talk like? Why do any of them talk like that? They're they're like role playing. They're they're like, oh, we live in a junkyard, so let's talk like cave people, and I don't even. I don't want to put the energy in trying to talk like like they do. They just leave off um, pronouns a lot, and yeah, yeah, it seems to be a, a a pretty widespread sentiment, at least on Reddit, that there's no reason for them to be talking the way they do. Friggin' weirdos. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, Rick is just so happy this entire time. There's a couple of moments. It's I think because it's so different from his interaction with the saviors, he's not afraid of these people at all. He's super confident and uh, he's often just very happy about the way things are going. So uh, yeah, they negotiate. Uh, Gabriel's safe. He's there. He's brought out and uh, she says, uh, we don't learn her name right away. We learn her name at the, towards the end of this whole sequence of events and uh jadis their leader who has also has a, a a weird haircut um maybe these people were like this long before the actual events of the, of the thing maybe they've always lived in this junkyard and they're just always these weird people but uh yeah they they want something now she wants them to pay they own their lives how are you going to buy them back? She says, not in those words in more, uh, disjointed words than that. But, uh, yeah, Rick basically explains like, 
hey, we don't have any, anything because we, we're owned by Negan now, by those people, these other people. And uh, there's only two options when it comes to them. Either killed by them or you're owned by them. Or there's a third option and uh, join us to fight them and then he, we can all have the stuff that they have. Gabriel makes another part of this argument like, oh, they have tons of stuff. They have cars and, and stuff and other stuff. They have so much stuff. And uh, if we beat them, we have that stuff. Uh, kind of a good argument, I guess. It works. He's speaking their language, more or less. And uh, so they give them a chance. They give Rick a chance. They take him to the top of this trash heap. And everybody's confused, like, what's going on? What are they even doing? Um, right before that is the moment I talked about with Aaron and the, the little handkerchief. Uh, but he goes along with it. He is nice. He's like, okay, I appreciate what you're doing. And I'm probably going to get some type of infection from this handkerchief. But I guess it's worth the risk. Um, they they talk mom, for a, a quick moment at the top of that trash heap uh, when she just shoves him off the top, falls into a pit. There's a little viewing port through a pipe so you can see what's going on. Michonne's looking through there, and uh, they see – well, Rick, he, he gets up, and a, a walker comes out of the thing. Now, have we seen – have we seen other walkers like this? I feel like we have, but it has like uh, uh, helmets and all kinds of blades poking out of all of it uh, on his shoulders, on it, on on his helmet, and yeah, that's one one scary dude. And uh, Rick fights him. Out. He gets a, a blade through his hand as he tries to keep it, its face away from him. And uh, then Michonne yells, use the walls, use the walls. And Rick collapses some of the walls and this, the piles of junk fall onto this walker. And uh, then he gets a piece of glass, bundles up the end with some cloth and uh, kills, kills this, this thing, this, uh, this, this torture beast that they've put down into this pit and uh, they, they throw a rope down to him. Okay. He passed the test, I guess, whatever. And he asks them later, like you just keep that thing in there for uh, somebody to pass a test. And I, and she says, no, his name is, his name is Winslow. Wait, what? Oh, wait. So is he a pet then? If he's not there to kill people or to, to test people he's a pet of some kind or uh it's a, a governor situation with his daughter that they've kept in that they, they that that guy means something to them and so they keep him around but he's in a in a situation in a in a place where they can't really get down to him can't really interact with him all they can do is throw people down and uh, have them killed and then i don't know this this whole this group's whole philosophy they don't bother just take is like their their mantra i guess i don't know going out to that boat would be just taking right 
They were waiting for somebody to go get the stuff off the boat for them, waiting for somebody else to do it. And then taking their stuff from that, those people, that's more of a bother than just going to the boat yourself. I don't know. I don't know. These people are just complete weirdos. And are they going to be beneficial in the war against Negan? I, I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Um, so they strike a deal, whatever the terms were, there's a whole like negotiation thing. And it was, that was weird. Also, it was like, you get a third. No, we get half. We get th- a third. No, half, half of this other thing and the, the and guns that you're going to go get. So their mission now is to go get guns for the junkyard gang. Um, and then they'll fight alongside them, uh, to defeat Negan. So Yeah so weird these people are so weird and uh you know i kind of like it i kind of like it but also i don't because they're so weird they're hanging out for a few minutes before they leave they're again these people are so weird they're super impatient he's like guns now soon now soon go get go get guns whatever um we have a conversation between tara and rosita they're arguing like oh we should go back we should go get the guns now blah 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 like oh we gotta stick together do what rick wants to do so we're gonna go back to alexandria first um and rick says all right tara you've been out further than all of us you can at least tell us where not to look and Tara's like, uh, oh, yep, exactly. That's exactly what I can tell you to do is where not to look. Perfect. I don't have to explain anything. Uh, Rick grabs a wicker cat that's uh, sitting there like their entrance. Oh, maybe that was a bad move. <laughs> I don't know if Jadis is going to like that. It seemed to be kind of like, uh, like put there on purpose. Like, they're proud of that little wicker cat. But uh, Rick takes it anyway. It's so weird how happy him and Michonne are. There's, there's so much smiling in this episode. There's more smiling in this episode than in the last, like, 14 episodes. And uh, it's... Uh, I'm concerned. I'm concerned about both Rick and Michonne's uh, well-being. And for these weird, weird junkyard people. Back at the kingdom, uh, Daryl Daryl talks some more. He says, "You gotta, you gotta get the kingdom on board. We need this." And Morgan says, uh, "No, it can't be me. I can't do this." But really deep inside, it is going to be him to convince everyone, probably, or maybe it's going to be Richard with his big, ambitious false flag attack plan thing, or whatever you might call it. We have a nice moment between Daryl and Shiva the tiger uh, before he he heads out. Um, the next morning, he leaves for the hilltop, which is going to spell trouble for somebody. So we'll see what happens next week. I I don't watch the next time on the Walking Dead preview things, so I have no idea what next week is going to be about. It could be. Uh, a singularly focused episode on 
Eugene at the Savior's camp, uh, them making him make bullets for them. But I feel like uh, if we have a whole episode dedicated to that, it's going to be too much of a a repeat of the episode of uh, when Daryl was held captive over there. So I have a feeling, if anything, if we do see Eugene, it's going to be intermixed with uh, this weapons quest by uh, the main group of Rick, Michonne, Aaron, Rosita, and Tara. And that could be a pretty pretty good one. And maybe they do accidentally... Maybe Tara is, like, trying so hard to keep them from going to the Oceanside folks uh, that uh, they're like, wait, what about over there? There's something. There's, like, smoke coming up or something. They wouldn't be that careless about it. But uh, Rick would probably just, like, insist, oh, we have to check this out. Why... Why shouldn't we check this out? And then Tara's like, uh, do I tell them? Do I not? If we do go over there, then they're going to think I told them anyway. If I do tell them, then we can avoid them and they'll know why we should avoid them and all of that. But if we tell them, then Rick is going to want to recruit them in the fight against saviors. And I think they kind of need the Oceanside people's help a lot more than the junkyard, the junkyard gang. Because the Junkyard Gang are, I'm going to keep saying it, they're freaking weirdos, they're weirdos, they're weirdos, and I don't know if they're going to be that much of a help against Negan. Uh, I think the Oceanside folks are much more uh, skilled in their attacks, their their ability to attack. Because like they said... Don't bother, just take. And they can't be like aggressive war people if that's uh, how they've approached survival, right? The last thing I want to talk about is uh, the title, New Best Friends. Uh, Who is this referring to? Could it be Daryl and Richard who bond over archery? Well, probably not. They kind of split up. Is it uh, Daryl and Carol? No, they've been really good friends for a long time. Is it Jadis and Rick? Um, that's pushing it. I don't. I don't know if you could even describe them as friends, let alone at, let alone best friends. So I, I'm scratching my head on this one. Uh, who are the new best friends, as described? By the title of this episode. And they were hiding behind a trailer. Not a billboard. So it wasn't the billboard from Back to the Future. But it was the trailer from Smokey and the Bandit. So that's it for episode 10 of season 7 of The Walking Dead. Let me know what you thought about this episode by tweeting me at TIW Podcast or TWWTWD. Go to todayiwatched.com for more reviews and links to Facebook and uh, Instagram and all of that. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode or anything else on the site, please share some links with your friends. Subscribe on iTunes, write a review on iTunes, and support the show even more at patreon.com slash todayiwatched. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll be back next week for episode 11. Bye.